Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello there, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This hair-raising yarn Story Club members might make you stay out of the woods forever. It's one I call Cloudy with a Chance of Wendigos. So what's the movie about again? Royce asked for what seemed like the millionth time. Stephen watched out the window of the station wagon as the autumn trees bursting in yellow, red, and brown blurred past. Stephen's friends filled the car, Royce Burns sitting next to him, and then Kendra Jones, his lead actress. Up in front, Stephen's dad drove, and Arlo Diaz rode shotgun. Ugh, I'll tell you, Stephen said, sighing, but it's gonna be the last time, so listen up. Oh, Royce said, Mr. Almighty Director. Sorry to trouble you, your greatness. Steven ignored him. He was at Royce's mercy. He needed his help to complete this movie production. Kendra is the cryptozoologist, Steven said, beginning to explain. What's a cryptozoologist? Royce asked. They're like real-life monster hunters, okay? Steven said. Can I finish now? Royce nodded, still pondering the word cryptozoologist. Yeah, so Kendra is up investigating the legend of the Wendigo. Royce looked confused, despite having heard this from Stephen before. Didn't this kid ever listen? Stephen pushed on, despite his rising annoyance. Ancient legend says there's a monster that's 10 feet tall. It began as a human, but then started eating people, devouring them. Then it turned into this horrible monster. It can make others like itself too, and it's always hungry. Kinda like zombies, Arlo said from the front. Stephen nodded. Yeah, they're kind of like zombies, sure. He looked at each of his friends. And if we make this movie scary enough, and if we make it cool enough, we'll take this year's Fright Fest movie-making contest. You guys could use a thousand bucks split four ways, right? We're coming up to the spot, Steven's dad said, and the station wagon began to slow down. Ready? In action, Steven said, peering through the viewfinder of the camera. He recorded Kendra, dressed in a thick parka and backpack, as she walked along the leaf-littered trail and then stopped, bending down and peering at something. This footprint is strange, Kendra said in character. Then she pulled out a notebook and pencil and began to sketch it next to some others, each marked Wendigo with a question mark. Kendra then gazed thoughtfully off-frame. Royce and Arlo stood out of camera range and tried not to laugh. Steven got the shot, just as the two-way radio crackled. You guys still doing all right up there? It was Steven's dad. He was about two miles away doing some trout fishing. 
He agreed to bring Steven and his movie crew up as long as they didn't frighten away the fish. We're fine, Dad, Steven said into the radio, over and out. Okay, Steven said, clipping the radio back to his belt. Time to prepare the monster. Finally, Arlo said, something to do besides standing here. Yeah, Royce said, I can already feel moss growing on my feet. They grabbed the stilts, the paper mache head, and the costume, which was nothing more than fake animal fur from old teddy bears sewn together and dyed a unifying chocolate brown. Royce climbed up onto the stilts, balancing himself. Arlo helped drape the fuzzy costume on him and then handed him the paper mache head. This thing looks so phony, Arlo said. Well, Steven said, if you thought you could do better, I needed your help a week ago. Arlo rolled his eyes and continued helping Royce in silence. They both fumbled with the awkward and unbalanced monster costume like a couple of circus clowns trying to learn their big tent act. After 15 awkward minutes, the monster was ready. Okay, Kendra, Steven said, directing the scene. You're tracking down this thing. Kneel down to inspect the footprint we made, then this shadow will lurk over you and you'll slowly look up and then gasp in horror. Kendra thought about it. What's my motivation here? She said, getting more worked up as she pondered Steven's direction. I mean, I'm a trained cryptozoologist. Do you really think I'd gasp? Don't you think I'd be a little more professional and dignified than to act like some pea-brained bozo in a backpack and a freaking parka? I don't think I like this stereotype, Steven. Arlo and Royce couldn't stop laughing. The Wendigo almost toppled over, shaking with uncontrollable howls. Oh man, Royce said between cackling wheezes. The all-director just got called out. Pow. Fine, Steven said, trying to keep his voice calm, steady, and even. He wasn't sure if he was going to scream in anger or cry in frustration. Play it how you want it. We're losing daylight. We just need to keep filming. In character, Kendra did as directed, inspecting the Steven-made Wendigo footprint, which was two feet wide and had eight toes. Then a shadow loomed over her. She looked up and didn't gasp. She kind of, well, winced, as if she'd eaten a bad clam. Because there was the Wendigo, the real one. The creature towered 10 feet tall on two trunk-sized legs covered in flea-infested patches of grimy fur. It lurched on the trail, its gangly long arms capped with gnarled claws. Two deep-set red eyes burned within its horned head. The glowing orb surveyed the group with an unblinking hunger. But the stench, the stench of the Wendigo was the worst. It smelled of cold nights in the grave. Run, Stephen said, and then he could feel his legs carrying him off. Before he disappeared down the trail, he caught sight of his friends. They scattered to the four winds. Well, except Royce, who fell off his stilts, got hung up in the costume, and was blinded by the enormous papier-mâché head. But the invading monster of thousand-year-old legends ignored the others. It wanted the kid with the video camera. Steven felt something strike his left arm, tearing his coat. The jagged claw of the Wendigo. It was almost upon him. Steven ducked to the left and cut through the forest, running as fast as he could without stumbling on the slick wet autumn leaves or the stray wind-broken branches. He heard the two-way radio fall off his belt and smash open. He was now alone and cut off from everyone. The twisted horns of the Wendigo snapped tree branches in its path with bone-cracking claps. Steven stumbled across the swift icy stream, keeping the camera held high to avoid ruining it. He had killer footage on it after all. He climbed up the opposite muddy bank, slipping, stumbling, and climbing again. 
He was safe now. He knew it. He'd won. He glanced back across the river. The ten-foot-tall Wendigo, with a body like a ribbed scarecrow and an elk-like head, watched Stephen from across the water, its two glowing orb eyes burning. Whoa, that was a close call there, Stephen. Talk about getting real. If Stephen's footage didn't land him the $1,000 prize money, that contest is rigged. That is, if he and his friends escape the clutches of the Wendigo. Wendigos are bad customers. Did you know that the legend of the Wendigo originated with the Algonquin people of the Northwest United States and Southeastern Canada? It was believed that a Wendigo was a wicked spirit that humans could be possessed by and transformed into. Wendigos are ravenous. They are never satisfied after eating and go around like hungry ghosts, always on the hunt for more prey. Kinda like me at the all-you-can-eat buffet on Taco Tuesdays. But seriously, they are terrifying. And sometimes the tales I tell you, my devoted listeners, are truly horrifying. They can even keep me awake at night if I'm not careful. That's why I want to make sure you know about another Go Kid Go podcast called Story Train. After listening to R.L. Stein's Story Club, it's totally understandable to want to take things down a notch, calm your mind, and then drift peacefully into a sleep undisturbed by monsters. Just search for Story Train wherever you get your podcasts and join me for a calmer ride before bed. I'm grabbing my pillow now, and I'll meet you at the station. And, of course, I'll be back here tomorrow well-rested and ready to roll for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.